Hi, this is Joy B, back with Glow Your Goddess, and I'm here with James B. Today, on Valentine's Day, we are so excited that one, we are celebrating our Valentine's Day together. We're celebrating it, uh, bringing you our first official podcast episode, and that we will be joining Kiba at her concert tonight, right? So before we do that, we wanted to get some work done, bring you some good stuff, and talk to you about evolving your goddess glow. That's going to be the topic for today's podcast. We had talked about us bringing questions to you from people. And a couple people did email questions about relationship things, some self-esteem things. But everything to me that I picked was around them evolving in their goddess glow, right? Uh, Being in a space of self-discovery. I think we're always in that space of self-discovery and self-actualization. Would you agree, James? I would agree as well. Okay. If we're not changing, we're definitely staying the same. Who (laughs) wants to stay the same? Same, right? (laughs) The one thing guaranteed in life, and I tell people this all the time, the one thing guaranteed in life is change. So there is nothing wrong with change. Change can be scary. We can get very complacent, comfortable with being in the same space. But if you're here, it's because you want to glow up, right? You want to be different. You want to shine in a way that you haven't before. So we are going to take some of these questions and they may relate to things in your life. You may connect with the person that we're going to be talking about today. We will not be using any names. Um, So if you are someone who ever submits your questions, you don't have to worry about that. But I think that we can all gain something from hearing other people's stories because pieces of it do connect to our own experience. So our first question is from a young lady who attended one of my webinars. Um, This webinar was talking about our attachment styles, um, how we show up in our relationships, and things like that. So she asked me a pretty big question, and I'm not going to just tell people this is what you should and should not do in terms of like how you should conduct yourself in your relationships, um, meaning you should end it, you should continue. But I'll give my feedback based off of my experience, and James will do the same. So her big question to us was, do I end things or not? So she did give me some context, and I will read a little bit of what she shared with us, right? This is my first relationship. It's long distance as well. He has been in many relationships and knows that I'm the person for him. I get glimpses of this too, but I tend to be a see it to believe it person. So I want to experience things with him and use a combo of logic and heart when deciding if this is my person. So he's had trouble keeping jobs in the past. I emotionally supported him through a month of unemployment, which almost broke our relationship. He's surrounded by toxic people and currently lives with his ex because of financial reasons. She wants to get back with him, and he just wants to leave, but he's getting back on his feet so he doesn't have the means. We've talked about the future and ways he can move forward. He just doesn't have a support system outside of me. If I leave, he's got no one at all. He wants a future with me so badly. He's just having issues getting past this roadblock now. He finally got a new job, and it seemed to be a great fit, but he's been having issues with coworkers, and now he's being called into a meeting where he might lose his job. I can't go through another month of unemployment. We began dating early October of 2019, and as much as I love him, I can't put myself through this. As his only safe person, I'm his personal vent, and with all this drama at work, he spent the last month only venting to me. I feel like my emotional needs haven't been met. When one of us tries to reconnect, the other isn't feeling it, and we can bust. He's extremely emotionally volatile, living in the extremes. 
He's upset that people are telling him to deal with it and also has severe anxiety and depression. He's made strides since being with me as I'm very different in dealing with my anxiety and depression, but I feel myself sinking with him and he's becoming regressive. There's so much I wanna give to him in this relationship, but fear I'm holding onto something that's dead or unhealthy. I feel like I can't express myself fully, which is so different from where we started. He encouraged me to explore myself and allow myself to feel. I felt safe and adored. He had loads of fun with me, exploring and adventuring both in life and love. I thought he was the one. Now I feel like all he does is spiral and I'm the only thing keeping him afloat. He wants to be better, but he keeps making excuses and blaming everything but himself, mainly others and his situation. If he ever blames himself, it's a toxic way and he dips into depression. There are many wonderful things about our relationship. I just don't fall in love with or date anyone. I feel that outside circumstances are affecting our relationship. I don't know what to do with that. His hopelessness is making me question if he could be a life partner for me. Resilient, thoughtful, mature. Someone who I can lean on and someone who can lean on me. So for me, there was a hotbed of red flags in this situation. Um, one of the things, even though it was kind of in the midst of what I was reading, was that they've been dating since October 2019. Guys, this is February 14th, 2020. So you can calculate how many months that's been. It's been like a millisecond. There's been a lot of things to occur in a very short period of time. I did respond to her and I gave her some feedback, um, but the feedback that I guess I will talk about today was what I saw a lot in this email and her communication was that she is playing the role of this guy's everything, okay? Either he's told her she's his everything and he has no one else, or this is the role that she has decided to take on. She wants to be his everything, maybe, I'm not sure. But that's definitely the dynamic of this relationship that he crashes and burns and she's his lighthouse, okay? But at the same time, she's sharing with us that she has no space to have her emotional needs met. She feels that he's volatile. Uh, she can very evidently see that he doesn't take accountability for things that happen in his life. In one part of the email, she says that he blames everything else and everyone else and the circumstances and he doesn't look at himself. And then she ended the email by saying, things would be great if it wasn't for everything else, right? So she's almost taken on his view of the world in order to make sense of it. Here's the thing, guys. She mentioned that this is her first relationship. I have been there, you have been there, right? Where we can almost romanticize the idea of the first time that we fall in love and we're gonna be the ones that are different. We're not gonna have to be the ones who are uh, fluffling around with everyone in the world and trying to figure out, okay, um, is this the right one? Is this the right one? You know, kissing a bunch of frogs, right? We want the first one to be the prince. And maybe this is what she wants it to be. We kind of all wanted to do that. But guess what? It's not a contest. It's not a race. There's no fault on you for the first one not being the one. Everything that I'm seeing in a very short period of time, this person is unable to uh, maintain good relationships with people outside of her, like his coworkers. He just started working there. Uh, he's already having issues with them. He apparently lost his job not too soon before that. He's living with his ex-girlfriend. Did anybody hear that? Did you hear that, James? I heard that. I, I almost that. forgot that part. He's living with his ex-girlfriend. And he has all these excuses and reasons to tell this young lady as to why he's doing it. He's trying to get on his feet and his ex-girlfriend wants to get back with him. Okay, so this is kind of confusing. There's a lot of moving parts. 
But what it comes down to, to me, is that this young lady knows that something is wrong. She knows that this doesn't line up with what she actually wants, with how she authentically wants to be in a relationship. However, it's her first one, right? So how is she really to know? She's kind of exploring that. But I think that there's a part of her spirit that is definitely challenging that this is okay. Or she wouldn't have been reaching out and asking, you know, what should I do? Should I leave or should I go? When we're asking those questions, it's for a reason. Several red flags. What I did say to her was, I could see that she's the person that he completely relies on and she's playing into that part. She's kind of enabling some of the behavior that's happening. I'm not exactly certain as to why I'm not being her therapist in this instance. I'm just kind of reading the information that she gave me, but I did challenge her to explore what is this relationship for her? What is she getting from it? Because as many things as she is complaining about and she feels uncomfortable with, She's getting something from being there, right? Is she getting the value of self from being the lighthouse, from being the person that he can vent to? Even if she's the the martyr who gets nothing out of it, does she feel value because I'm the only one who didn't leave him and I get to have that title that I was that person for him? So I did challenge her to explore what's going on within herself that she feels like she should remain connected in that type of situation. Again, I don't tell a person you should go, you should leave, but I always challenge, look at what's going on, the whole piece of it. Be clear about what it is that you want in terms of this relationship and be clear about what your ideal relationship is and know that you are allowed to have the things that you want, to at least ask for the things that you want. There's no reason to silently desire something different, okay? So the way that she would, in my opinion, be glowing her goddess is be authentically herself, but she has to be honest with herself first before she can be honest with anybody else. So honesty is key in this situation. She was pretty transparent and honest with me. I think she knows what's going on. You know, the picture is painted pretty clearly. She just has to decide, is this something that she wants to have in a long-term relationship? I want to touch on one thing that you pointed out, and I'm going to give it a name, is boundaries. Mm -hmm. It is her first relationship. It is something that she's kind of romanticized probably Mm -hmm. coming up to this. Mm -hmm. And I think it's real important for people, and her in particular, to understand what her boundaries are before she goes into a relationship. She didn't do that in this situation. A lot of times we don't do that going into relationships. And as we get older, We get a little more experience with relationships and we'll think, you know, I don't want to do this again, so I better tell them that right up front. I think going forward, I think she has the opportunity to not really cut this guy off, but I think she has an opportunity to sit down with him and discuss some boundaries going forward. It may give him an opportunity to cut this off himself, Mm -hmm. but she can be honest with herself. Mm -hmm. She needs to be honest with herself and honest with him and say, hey, you know what? I really like what we have, but things are not working exactly as I thought they would. Let's sit down and have a conversation. I think there's opportunity in this relationship, but she's really going to have to open up to him and be honest and really have hard conversations with him. Hard conversations with herself as well. What do I want from this? What are my hard no's in this relationship? Mm. What are my hard yeses in this relationship? What is fluid changing boundaries? What are set boundaries? It's really something that a first relationship may never have, but we learn as we go through. And a first relationship can develop boundaries 
in my opinion, because we're evolving in relationships. Mm -hmm. I find that even in Joy's and I relationship, things that we had as a boundary going into the relationship have become more fluid. And things that were fluid in the beginning, we understand that, hey, this has got to be this way. Mm -hmm. And so in every relationship, there are boundaries that are hard yeses, hard noes, and then there's other boundaries that are more fluid. I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt and say that this relationship has a chance, but she's really going to need to be honest with this guy and show up to him and let him understand who she is, what she's expecting, and what she's expecting going forward. Mm -hmm. As she glows the goddess within her, she needs to be honest with herself in what she wants in the relationship, and she needs to be honest with him. I have a friend that recently had to have a conversation with his girlfriend. They had been together more than a year, and there were things going on in the relationship that he was considering breaking up with her. And I really encouraged him to have a conversation, to be honest, lay the things out on the table that he was concerned about, and see what happened. He may not have to break up with her. She may break up with him. The result was, actually, that they had this open and honest conversation and now they have a better relationship than they ever had. They're free to talk about anything on the table. They understand where they stand with each other. And they are open and honest and not afraid to speak. Mm -hmm. And so those things that may be hard to say in a relationship, they may be hard to receive. They may turn out to be the thing that the relationship needed to go forward. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt, like I said on this, and say that this relationship has a chance, but it's going to take some work, and she's really going to have to understand what her boundaries are with herself and communicate them well to him. So what I did fail to mention, and I apologize, James, was one of the things that she did say in here, because I was kind of uh, trying to take out the most important parts, is that he has had several relationships. So I have a sense that he's probably well-versed in being with people um, and playing the part that he has played very often, which is probably the victim, being explosive, maybe overwhelming others to the point where they don't feel that they can speak up and be honest and say what it is that they need. He may have felt like abandoned in the past. So because of the way that he has been acting, I would imagine that some people have walked away from him, right? So if he paints this picture as being someone who is victimized, she may feel so sorry because for her to say at least three times, like, I'm the only one he has, I'm positive he said to her, you're the only one that I have, you know? So that, those are the things that can make it a little bit difficult for a glowing, growing goddess to be able to be honest about this is what I want to have because the other person can make it seem so heavy to you and almost make you feel like you are being selfish by putting yourself first or just putting yourself anywhere in the relationship, right? Because they can kind of take over the whole situation. So I, again, I don't know if this is exactly what the, the case is here, but I'm just taking the pieces of what she's saying. And from my experience, a lot of times, one that is attracted to someone who is very giving is someone who um, kind of needs to take a little bit more, right? You're right, any relationship can shift when both parties are really honest. And maybe if she were to set a boundary and she is of a high enough importance to him, he will want to shift some of these things. Maybe he hasn't been challenged to shift the way that he's been thinking and acting, right? So this can be an opportunity for both of them to have some change. But if not, it, this can at least be an opportunity for her to 
feel comfortable with saying what she wants and realizing that it's not the end of the world, whatever the outcome is, right? It's going to be better than it is right now because right now she feels like she's in a verbal prison where she can't really say much at all. Okay. So um, I do wish her the best. Uh, I did answer her. I gave her as much information as I could. And, you know, she was thankful for the feedback. If there is feedback that you guys have, because she knows that this is going to be on the podcast, she actually asked for it to be on here. You can go ahead and drop some things in the comments about what ideas you have about this relationship. Maybe you've had a similar situation. And what did you do? Right? Makes sense to me. Okay. So we have another question that I think kind of lines up with talking about evolving your goddess. And this was someone who was in one of my self-esteem groups. And she wanted to talk about... Are you a therapist or something? (laughs) I'm a therapist or something. (laughs) I'm a whole lot of things. But therapist is one of them. So yeah, one of my therapy groups that I did on self-esteem. We talked about self-esteem and how you show up in your relationships and how your self-esteem affects how you show up in your relationship. So she didn't quite go in that direction. But she was talking about how she kind of shows up for herself or how she doesn't. So here goes one of the things that she shared with me in her email. I wanted to ask you personally if there's a way to stop losing my identity in my daily tasks. I find that I identify as a stay-at-home mom and that I let my kids define me as well as having an issue with being my authentic self and that I usually find myself liking or disliking whatever the most important person in my life likes or dislikes. Right now, that person is my husband, and the person before that was my older sibling. It's difficult for me to know if I actually like or dislike something and I feel lost in motherhood. Is there anything I can try to do to find myself? So this is a question that is on so many people's minds, you know, on different levels. Like, where am I? Who am I? Who is my authentic self? We really need to be able to tap into that to make decisions for ourselves to be able to visualize what our future is going to be, to really find our joy, because our joy is individualized to ourselves. Our joy is not aligned with other people's passions and other people's purpose. It's our own. So I actually had a really simple suggestion for this, and I'm sure James is going to have something even more interesting than me, but I took it from my own experience of having a life-changing experience. I suggested read, right? How often do we really sit down and read a book. When's the last time you actually read a book? You're listening to a podcast now, but when's the last time you actually read an entire book? A lot of us do, but a lot of us really don't, and we don't find the time to do it. So when you are reading, whether it's a fiction or nonfiction, like somebody else's story, someone else's experience, we connect through story. Um, We might identify some things in that character, in that person that we've also been through. So we get to one, realize that we're not alone in some of those things, and we get to see people be their own hero and therefore recognize that we can do the same. We can evolve. A lot of times we think that we can only be exactly who we are right now. I will only identify with other people's likes and dislikes. When am I going to ever figure out what I like or don't like? And maybe I just can't because maybe that doesn't fit in my life. It absolutely does. So I was thinking if you do some reading, if there's something that kind of lights a fire in you, something that you recognize could be a passion for you, usually when you read this thing, you'll know. Like it'll click and you'll want to do more research on it. You'll want to maybe YouTube on it. You'll want to engage in it for real. Um, If it's something about other cultures, maybe you will end up traveling to these places. 
The other thing about it is you gain more knowledge, you gain more fiery goddess glow for yourself. And when you show up in your relationships, you have more to say. You're not just like a yes girl or a yes man when everyone is talking about something and you're just agreeing like, yeah, that makes sense, that makes sense. You actually have something to bring to the table because you've expanded upon what you know right and this gives you more confidence to be able to say i do like this i don't like this right just because your partner your older sibling your best friend is into a particular sport you no longer have to pretend that you're all excited about that and then dig in and be like yeah that's my team too you can have your own team you can have your own thing be your own authentic self so i think reading is something that does tap into a part of our spirit that um just lights us up it's like yeah i really I, I love that and when you get into something like that you get hungry for more and more and more anyone who is an avid reader knows this thing once you start cracking open a book you want to crack open more you want to understand more and it helps you understand more about yourself the other piece about this question which she was saying i so identify as a stay-at-home mom Guess what guys, there's nothing wrong with identifying as however you identify right now, but you can expand upon that. You don't have to completely try to depart from it. I talk about like rewriting your story. That doesn't mean, you know, I used to be a bird and now I wanna be a fish, right? Like no, but now you can be an awesome bird. <laughs> so if you are a stay-at-home mom, okay, fine, identify with that, but what kind of stay-at-home mom are you, right? Are you the kind of stay-at-home mom that reads books to your kids? Do you sing to your kids? Do you create fun adventures for your kids to go on? Do you teach them fun facts? Do you speak to them in several different languages? Do you cook a different meal every week to challenge their taste buds? Do you teach them things that you learned yourself? What makes you the stay-at-home quirky mom that you are? You know, are you crazy? Are you annoying? Are you fun? Are you bubbly? Whatever it is, it's okay. You know, just be your unique brand of whoever it is you are. I'm a stay-at-home mom. I'm a wife. I'm a sister. I'm a student. I'm an employee. I'm an entrepreneur. Whatever it is you are, but what type? You know, that's why we have 5 million books out there or uh, 100 therapists out there. There's more than 100 therapists. Because every therapist is... I think there's is, more than 5 million books, too. Yeah, <laughs> there are. <laughs> every time you walk into an office, you know, with someone, it's their own style. It's their own experience. It's their own flavor. It, and that's why we can have so many of us. Because you are going to experience something different every time you interact with us. So identify that in yourself. What type of goddess are you? No goddess is made alike, right? So... James, what do you think about that one? Well, I do agree with you on the reading. I love to read. I'm an avid reader, but I also am very experiential. Whether she's enjoying doing the things with her husband, football, whatever he likes to do, golf, paragliding, whatever he does <laughs> that she's involved with him, there are opportunities for her to find other groups. There's meetups. There's Facebook groups, there's Instagram groups that have different interests. You could find out what you have interest in individually. It could be because you read about it. It could be because you've seen it on TV. Go for a walk. See if there's a park close by. Walk to the local shopping center and find out, hey, there's an art festival going on. I'm going to go check that out. But get out and do some things maybe on your own, maybe with a girlfriend. Find someone to do other things with and not focus 
completely on the family, even though you this person is a stay-at-home mom and her life is, at this moment, being that mom and wife, there are opportunities for her husband or older children to babysit. She could get out and experience some things. I'm sure some of her girlfriends are probably going through the same thing. It's mm-hmm. probably a typical problem or a typical situation in married life, in motherhood, in life in general. We start adapting to our friends and close people around us to do those things that they like to do. And we adopt a lot of those things into our own life. But we do have opportunity to be individuals. Even if we are watching the football game with our husband or our our wife, you don't have to like the same team. Get a different jersey. Root against his team. That's right. Just be enjoying the football or enjoying the game or enjoying the sport or enjoying the event. But just give it your own twist. Be your own person in it. Experience the other side of the sport. Just to see what happens. Just to see how that feels. To give yourself a little room to grow, even though you're involved in everybody else's events, make them your own. Give yourself permission to be your own person inside those things you're doing with your close friends and close family. Reading, I love to read, and if you read a good book and want to travel, talk your close friends and your husband or your significant other into going with you. Joy's always bugging me about going on a trip, and so one of the things we do, we've got a coin jar and we're saving for trips, and it's got a name on it, and we're dipping into it just in case we take little short trips. But do something like that. Plan for something different in your life. Plan for something adventurous in your life. If you're getting tired with the mundane, step outside for a minute and see what's out there. So from the psychological standpoint, what I'll say with this is I do understand the uh, dynamic of referring to other people for positive reinforcement. So because I saw the pattern in there of it was the older sibling and then it was the husband, these could be looked at as like authority figures or people that you want to love you and accept you, right? And your children, we actually want our children to love and accept us as well. So if we keep deferring our identity or our value or our worth to these people, we oftentimes will try to align with what they like because we figure that they will like us. Ladies, glowing your goddess is about glowing your goddess. Um, People are not necessarily looking for mirror images of themselves. They're looking for you to add to the pot, right? They want to know what you're interested in. They, They don't have to like everything that you're interested in, but they like you. There's something loving and caring and beautiful about you that pulled them towards you in the first place. You didn't even know what they liked when you first met, right? You were just out there being you and somehow they were drawn to you. So give them more of that. Don't be afraid that you're not going to be lovable just because you don't like what they like. It is a scary thing if you've done it for a very long time and I suspect that this young lady has done it for a long time if this has been a pattern, right? So she doesn't know that it's possible to go ahead and go outside that box and still be loved. But guess what? You figure it out quick because when you have a bunch of kids, all your kids are different. They want something different from you and you realize that you can't make everybody happy. So you might as well make you happy because you know what makes people happy around you? You being happy. 
being a happy, joyful goddess is what people are really looking for. So go and find your joy and glow up that way. Bring your happiness and share it with them. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So those are the two questions that we wanted to review today, but I did have something that happened um, earlier in one of my coaching sessions that I wanted to share that kind of was like full circle for me in terms of evolving your goddess glow. So um, one of my coaching clients said, that she was approached by a guy right now she's single and she's kind of out there you know ready to mingle and she's she's doing her little glow up we've worked on her kind of putting herself out there and being open to people coming towards her right and and mixing with her greatness all right recently someone did approach her and really nice guy and he thought that she was really nice you know she went out to coffee all of that and in a very short period of time, he started to express some demands upon her and things that he thought wasn't acceptable about her values and her beliefs in the relationship. And she's like, relationship? We're not even in a relationship. He really wanted to impose upon her what he liked and what he didn't like. You wouldn't know anything about imposing upon a girl, would you, James? Well, no. <laughs> I plead the fifth. Yeah. Well, you know, as she kind of made her boundaries very clear, he wanted to push, push, push back on them um, until it got to a point where she was like, okay, you know what? I'm actually really not interested and this really isn't going anywhere. How long was this relationship going on? This relationship, when I found out, was just almost laughable to me. The relationship slash discussion was over a seven day period seven seven days it not was, seven weeks seven yes, months seven years seven days and this man felt like he had found v1 and he made sure to let her know it but she was very clear that he was not the one not even the one of many he was just no no one that's <laughs> who he was so when she finally let him know that like look this is not somewhere that i want to go he continued to try to push for it but she set her standard very clear that she wasn't going to settle for someone trying to have her bend in her ways, right? What she revealed to me was that generally, when she would be in a relationship, she would feel good in a relationship and then the relationship might end. And then she would feel like she had to be in another relationship. That's where she drew her value from, being connected to somebody else. So she said that she would move to another relationship and then she would kind of look back to the old one and say see i'm valuable i'm good i'm with someone else i don't need you anymore because i have this person and what she has finally come to in the work that we've been doing together and she couldn't even believe it she was like you know what i realized that i'm actually good because i'm good not because i'm connected to another i'm moving forward in my career i had a vision for what i was going to do with myself and i'm actually doing it these things are coming to fruition i'm working really hard i'm feeling really good about myself whenever an event comes up that she thinks is going to pour into her spirit she signs up for it whenever there's a trip that's affordable to her to a space or a place that she's never been before she books that trip if you want to come with her if her friends her cousin or sister if you want to come you can come but what i'm going to do is i'm going to do it I don't need to be attached to make my world happen. And she was so excited. She had tapped into like her higher power. She had tapped into her intuitive self and realized that she was a goddess on her glow. And I let her know, listen, keep this up. You know, you're looking for that, that next one or maybe that last one, right? 
but you are in this yummy space of glowing and glowing and glowing yourself so up that you're gonna attract somebody at that level of the vibration that you're at at this point. And then you will get to the space where you are no longer having to question what I want, what I don't want. You will be so clear in your authentic self and so will they, and they will only step into the ring if they can manage what's going on already, if they can mesh with the beauty that you already have in the table. There's no hiding, there's no confusion. It's just two people who are clear about how they want to light up the world, and then you can do that together. But I love that this was something that evolved right in front of me, right? A goddess evolving her glow. Okay. I appreciate this last uh, example that you gave, Joy, because mm -hmm. it kind of ties up the two questions that we had already in this episode. The first girl, it was her first relationship. She really didn't know how to set boundaries. Mm -hmm. She didn't really know what boundaries to set because she's learning who she is in a relationship. She's learning what she wants out of a relationship. The second woman, she's in relationships and she's adopting everything going around her as her own. This last example, this woman sounds like she's been in a couple of relationships. She's learned who she is. She's willing to put those boundaries out right up front and let the chips fall where they may. Mm -hmm. This guy sounds like he was a little upset that her boundaries were hard and didn't line up with his. And so he was trying to manipulate her into giving in to his situation. Mm -hmm. But she was obviously strong enough in her self in glowing her goddess that she could say no these are my boundaries these are my hard boundaries this is where i stand i'm my own person i enjoy being my own person i'm willing to share that with you but if you're not interested in sharing it within the parameters that i'm setting out sorry you gotta go mm -hmm. <laughs> deuces all right so in this episode we talked about evolving your goddess and in our next episode we've already started cooking some things up cooking and yeah cooking <laughs> we like to cook we do we love to cook james is actually the first man who has ever cooked for me in my life and i love it <laughs> and now i'm delegated to cooking at least twice a week yes and you, you, you usually breakfast it. and yep. i enjoy it i really do yes. i enjoy cooking i enjoy the whole aspect of cooking, providing that for her. It's just fun. I enjoy cooking. I always have. And I, I enjoy I enjoy eating. So good job. You raised up. You met me at my level of vibration of I like food and you like to feed, right? That's how that works. I get her treats too. Yeah. <laughs> I was glowing my food goddess. So <laughs> we are moving from a space of evolving your goddess and the next episode that we're going to um, tap into, we'll be talking about this idea of falling in love, right? Like what is it for a goddess to fall in love? What is it for all of us to fall in love? And is that something that maybe some of us are afraid of? That's one of the aspects of the Glow Your Goddess movement, of being able to glow up in your own individual self and also in your relationship. Some of us are afraid to connect deeply with others in that way. We don't want to fall. Fall uh means to be out of control to potentially be in a space of being hurt right so we're going to talk about that aspect of falling in love what that looks like what it is in a healthy way and we're going to talk about some of the fun little scientific facts around falling in love actually being synonymous to insanity so Science? i don't want is there going to be a test there there there's not going to be a test <laughs> and so guys if you're listening to this with your girl or listening to this on your own Three things you need to know. 
you need to hold her hand, you need to kill the spiders, and bring her snacks. Yes. That's all I need. I don't need anything else. And then I'm all, I'm very happy with that. We are about to head to our Kiba concert in Deering Estate. So we're wrapping up our episode for today so we can go ahead and get dressed and be pretty and be down there. We'll probably share some clips of music with you, like live music that she's going to have. However, in our description of our episode today, we will be sharing one of her original singles, Stay. Please enjoy that. Please follow her if you haven't already followed her. As we mentioned in our first episode, our music is original music that Kiba wrote for our Glow Your Goddess podcast. Thank you so much, Kiba. So we want to continue to support her, but she is continuing to amaze me with dropping these songs again and again and again, right? So I wanted to share that with you. And I think the lyrics from Stay actually relate a little bit to what we were talking about in the podcast. But when you listen, you will know what I'm talking about. All right, guys, so we will see you at our next episode. Make sure to follow, get notifications about when everything is coming up. If we have any special in-between events coming up, we will be sure to let you know. We'll have that here. We'll have that on the Instagram page at Glow Your Goddess. Anyone wanting to submit questions, please email joy at glowyourgoddess.com or you can DM me on Instagram with those questions. I make sure to keep your information confidential. No names are used. No animals are harmed during the recording of our episodes. There may have been a spider killed. Oh, God, there was a spider killed. Was there really? Necessary evil. Necessary evil. And now we're going to go get tacos. All right, guys, thank you for joining us, and we are out. Please continue to glow your goddess. You already know Get ready for this glow Tell them it's a goddess in you. Limitless in everything you do. They already know when you come through. You shut it down when you